Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, the 23rd day of October in the year 2020. And in this rather difficult, trying year, we in the Castle family are doing fine. We certainly have had our problems with business and personal life in this plague year, but who hasn't? The family daughter has her new dog now, seems very happy. So that translates to happiness for us. I would prefer to make this report about real problems, the problems that confront the nation right now, problems which are not debated or even talked about by the candidates, but I can't do that quite yet. I have another Friday before the election, so maybe, maybe I will do that next week. Today, I must continue the discussion of the war, the cultural war. How goes the war? the various combatants who wage, who wage the war. Remember, folks, this is commentary on the news or the comments of just one person, that is me. I endeavor to report only what I think I can defend, but still, the words are mine. Wikipedia defines journalism as, quote, the unbiased production and distribution of reports on current or past events based on facts and supported with proofs and evidences, the word journalism applies to the occupation as well as citizen journalists who gather and publish unbiased information based on facts and supported with proofs and evidences. End quote. That definition twice uses the word unbiased as a requirement for the profession of journalism. I would submit then there are no journalists at the New York Times today, folks, no journalists at all. That newspaper does not even pretend to meet the very basic requirements of unbiased investigation and reporting. To illustrate my point about the times, I turn to Dr. Paul Craig Roberts. Quote, the vast majority of the New York Times subscribers are white people. These are people who are apparently so emotionally and mentally weak, so full of guilt and self-loathing, that they support a rabid anti-American propaganda organization that brands its readers racist and delegitimizes the founding principles of the United States. The U.S. Defense Secretary, Espy, distracts us with the Russians and Chinese enemies, while the worst enemy the United States has ever had, the New York Times, carries on its deadly attack of deconstructing America. The New York Times position is that America is a racist nation by design, thus illegitimate. Neither Putin nor Xi Jinping or both together could do our country such great harm as does the New York Times, end quote. By a strange coincidence, when I read last Sunday's edition of the Times, I received an email telling me that it was time to renew my yearly home delivery subscription once again. I had to ask myself if I was one of those self-loathing, mentally deficient people Dr. Roberts talked about if there existed some other reason to renew this subscription. I finally decided that I need the information from that paper. I noticed I did not call it a newspaper. To be informed of my enemy's tactics and my enemy's propaganda broadcast is similar to having a subscription to the Berlin Times back in 1941. The Times notice of renewal told me that it was time to renew to, quote, the most powerful journalism of our time, end quote. 
They lie straight-faced at the times. That's for sure. It's unfortunately powerful, but not journalism under the definition I read earlier. In fact, the Times does not even pretend to print the truth. Instead, it serves openly as the Ministry of Propaganda for the Democrat Party and the woke culture in general. Let me give you an example of what I mean from last Sunday's edition, the entire editorial section, 10 full pages of the paper devoted to lies and half-truths about Donald Trump. The front page of the section said, quote, lies, anger, corruption, incompetence, chaos, decay, and our national crisis, the case against Donald Trump, end quote. The second two pages said in giant headlines across the top of the two pages, a man unworthy of the office he holds. Then the Times went on to print one slanderous lie after another, just as the Communist Instruction Manual rules for radicals suggest they do. Accuse your enemy, it says. Accuse your enemy of what you are doing. Following that rule, the headline says, quote, his unapologetic corruption, end quote. Not a word about Hunter Biden's corruption, his father sending him around the world to sell access to the vice president of the United States for $10 million per copy. That was all brought out in the debate last night, if you want to call that a debate. Strangely enough, the Biden family's business dealings in Ukraine, in China, Russia, Kazakhstan never came up in this expose, an omission that a real journalist might consider journalistic malpractice. That story is about the laptop computer left in a repair shop, never picked up by Joe's crackhead son, Hunter. The laptop apparently contained details of the many services the Biden family performed for various influential people, both in government and in the corporate world, for millions of dollars. Joe Biden would not be able to hide and ignore the scandal in a free country. When there is no free press which looks for the truth, there's no free country. People are left to wonder what truth is. What is truth? What is just lies and deception? I know what you're thinking, folks. Jesus told us 2,000 years ago what truth is. I'm talking today about what it means to us in America. Finally, after many years of relentless propaganda, the people come to realize it's all lies. Nothing can be believed, not a thing that comes from the media that we hear every day. The spin on the email story works something like this. Hunter is a bad son, a black sheep, but every family has one. It has nothing to do with Joe. What about the documentary evidence, the videos, the audio recordings, the statements of foreign leaders and business leaders? This all just Russian disinformation. No, says the Department of Justice. No, it's not. The FBI says... Okay, then, it's just part of the right-wing conspiracy. Right-wing conspiracy nuts illusions and war. The rules of civilized behavior go out the window. The only thing that matters is who wins. See, old Joe, i.e. Mr. Big in the emails, is just a warm, nice old gentleman grandfather. He wouldn't hurt a flea, would, would rather watch TV and sit in his basement. But his country demands his service. He is not. Demented, not corrupt, not an abuser of women and little girls. I know there's clear video evidence, <coughs> excuse me, folks, clear video evidence and documentary evidence to the contrary. But who are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes? 
That sounds funny and it sounds ridiculous, but I personally talk to Democrats who say they believe every word of it. The foreign influence peddling scheme operated by the Biden family while Joe or Mr. Big, as the emails referred to him, while he was vice president, amounts to selling out the United States for money. That is the accusation. That is what the evidence points to. Joe was carrying out official tasks of the United States government in the very countries that were paying his son huge amounts of money for doing what amounts to little or nothing. So Mr. Big received a portion of that money for his influence and help. The evidence in the emails and videos clearly contradict Joe's claim that he never spoke with his son about the business. The evidence also indicates that Joe, Mr. Big, or Pops as he was sometimes called, received his cut of the filthy lucre obtained by Hunter in his business dealings in the country with the free press. Some type of official investigation would be done quickly before the presidential election. Coming up in less than two weeks, but this is no longer a normal country. It's no longer, it no longer has a free press. The result of all this is that people who are not well informed to begin with are very susceptible to propaganda when the email scandal emerges. The documentary evidence is in front of our eyes. The Times, as official ministry of propaganda, must put forward a story that the 10% of undecided voters will believe. Democrat Party officials have a ready-made story to explain it all. That is Russian disinformation. The Justice Department says, no, that's not what this is, folks. But it's at least enough to cloud the picture of the New York Post. Not the Times, but the Post finally broke the story. Twitter labeled the Post story unsafe, banned all transmission of it, while Facebook quashed any reference to the story on Facebook. The New York Times was right there with them. Tried and true tactic, blame the Russians. The Ministry of Truth prints only the truth because whatever it says truth is, is truth. Let us return to the Times for a moment and look at page 7 of the massive section called The Case Against Donald Trump. Page 7, the headline reads, quote, his incompetent statesmanship, end quote. I suppose... The article was referring to the three nominations for the Nobel Peace Prize he received for his peacemaking in the Middle East. No, the article wasn't talking about that or about his trade deals or his pressure to rebuild manufacturing jobs for American workers. No, the criticism revolves around his willingness to pull troops from Afghanistan because continuing that idiotic no-win war seems to be an important leg of the deep state Democrat stool. My favorite headline, though, my favorite one is on page 8 because it reads, quote, his super spreader agenda, end quote. Now, folks, take a minute and think about that, how a paper with the history and reach of the New York Times could print those words with a straight face. The writers must have laughed about it, or perhaps they were filled with such vitriol they no longer are capable of laughter super spreader agenda, implying his rallies intentionally spread the virus, I suppose. He also appeared in public without a mask, which makes those who demand compliance very angry. For some reason, the report did not mention the many Black Lives Matter and Antifa protests, rallies, riots, looting in some Democrat states, such as California and New York churches, 
and synagogues are closed. They're expected to start meeting. Riots go on as planned. I wonder if it will bother anyone that the case against Donald Trump was published just a couple of days before the New York Post broke the story on Hunter, just in time. Joe and the Biden family corruption, all part of the Post story. Is the Post story true? As soon as I read it, I saw the attacks against it by the Times, by CNN, and by the social media giants. I bought a subscription to the Post. That was my few dollars of support for a paper still willing to at least attempt to print the truth. Did the big guy really get 10% of equity from a deal Hunter negotiated with a Chinese communist company? Is that email just invented lies or not? Who is Mr. Big if it's true? And not invented, could Mr. Big be as Fox News said, Joe Biden, will this story go away considering the Times is trying to print it out of existence each and every day? Will more come to light before the election? Or will keeping Joe hidden from the press work? The truth sometimes has a power of its own. Sometimes it can overcome all sorts of organized evil. Will the truth overcome evil this time? Time will tell, folks, but this story is about the New York Times, about its agenda, which is apparently to destroy the United States and Western civilization. When I speak of the Times as our greatest enemy, I mean literally and symbolically, it is the representative of all corporate media. Finally, folks, the Defense Department and the State Department tell us that we have numerous foreign enemies, but the real enemy is right here inside the gates. It's delivered to my driveway each morning and to my computer each day. Why do I pay to have the enemy delivered to my home? Obviously, folks, because it's the world's greatest newspaper. At least that's the way I see it. Until next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.